0: thanks for listening to the roman circus podcast a current 12-day dive into the wonder and amazement of the christmas season i'm matt baker and with me as always is zach sugarplum mabry zach how are you my man i'm i'm sweet man i don't know yep totally tweet us at roman circus pod i'm at hey it's matt baker zach is at zach mabry z-a-c mabry You can email us, podcast, at romancircusblog.com. Find us on iTunes, rate and review us if you want. It would be a nice Christmas present for us. You can also find us on Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. Zach, it is day three, three French hens. These are the three, the three, did I say that right? It sounded like it came out of my mouth wrong, but it's the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, and with us to talk about that is mom, speaker, author of Room 24, Lent and Follow, which you can find on Amazon or Ave Maria Press, co-host of The Electric Waffle, Katie Prejean McGrady. How are you?
1: Hi, guys. I'm great. How are y'all?
0: Oh, it's, it's a wonderful day here at Roman Circus Industries. <laughs> did He said the name right, right?
1: Ba-ba-ba-da. Yeah, he did. Prejean. I'm very impressed.
0: Nice. I've watched... I've watched
2: your like highlights video where you explain this to your to the audience. Oh, that thing and I was is like, so okay. old.
1: I got to take that down. That thing is is ancient. Wait,
0: what There's is? There's so it? many.
1: Oh, we're not even gonna. Nope, I'm not even gonna give your listeners a hint as to where they can find it because it's coming down off my website.
0: Curious Se- secrets. <laughs> Curiosity <laughs> <was the> one... <laughs> is one of the sins of Eve, so I'm sorry to engage in that.
1: <laughs> the one hint they got was my website. So, but yeah, you did say the name correctly, and I am impressed by that for a californian i'm very impressed is that where you're from are you from california
0: i'm from phoenix
1: okay well so so i mean that side of the country often gets it wrong so i'm very impressed that you got prajean correct they say good for you
0: pre or something
1: pre-gene, pre-gene and then the next question i get is am i related to sister helen and the mm. joke i like to i like to give back is well oh yeah she's my mom because you know she's a social justice nun so, <laughs> so maybe she adopted a daughter somewhere down the line she's not my mother we are not related as far as I know Prejean is a common last name here in the south mm-hmm. um, my mom's name is Marie and she's a CPA so not nearly as exciting but she gets me great tax write-offs every year so I love her dearly
0: I do and agree C- being CPAs a CPA are not is exciting. cool no they're not exciting <laughs>
1: A couple of years. She worked very
2: hard for that. She did. She must be very smart. And
1: she's very (laughs) successful. You know, my mom's the breadwinner in our family and she never lets us forget it. But a few years ago, my little sister, uh, who is a canon law student. So we're like uber Catholic over here in Prejean world. um, Mm -hmm. She was discerning about applying to canon law school. And she uh, jokingly said to my mom, she's like, well, you know, I. I think this is my dream. I think this is what I want to pursue. I don't want to just be an accountant my whole life. And my mother was so offended oh. and so heartbroken. And my sister didn't even realize that she'd said it like that. So now it's kind of a point of contention with my mom. Like, ah, oh, sorry, mom, you're just an accountant. So we know you don't contribute to the going ons of the world, but So Zach, you're just an accountant. Sorry, buddy.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm also a podcaster.
0: <laughs> this is this is the A little rascal. Of- yeah, this is the part of the show where we tell you, Zach, that it's Katie and I on the podcast, and you're going to have to go do a podcast with Tommy, her husband. So,
1: oh, he would love that. He would love that. Okay, we'll have to we we'll have to do a crossover at some point for sure. Roman Roman waffles. I, I need
2: time to watch. I need time to watch The Office, though, because I won't be able to keep. I won't be able to participate in y'all's conversations. That's true.
1: i got to keep up, up. Explain.
0: You got to keep up. Katie, did you watch, have you watched the original, the UK one?
1: I did, and it was too British for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, British humor rubs me the wrong way unless I'm with British people. Mm. And watching, so like I I was in um, Northern England in September, and I watched a couple of episodes with the hosts that I was with. And mm. it was funny watching them watch it, because I imagine for them, the American office is probably really crude and, and a little crass and theirs is it's that it's just that dry british humor mm-hmm. um and so it was funny watching them watch it that's the only time i've really enjoyed it ricky gervais just doesn't do it for me but i'll watch steve carell in anything any day anytime including the awkwardness that is michael scott
2: there it is he's so funny so
1: that's my that's my hot take merry christmas everybody
2: <laughs> the other show i want to watch is parks and rec ah, ah because excellent Everybody, including strangers, say that I look like um, Ben Wyatt.
1: Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you do. I didn't even put that together the other day. Holy cow. Yeah.
0: The other day? Don't you mean like constant. three weeks ago? That's true. Okay. Yeah,
1: it was like a month ago now that I think about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. You do. Okay, I'm going to have to sit well, with so, like,
2: I, I. It's like I don't see it, but then sometimes I do. But I don't take that as a diss. Like they're worse people to be compared to. That's true. Um, Like who's the Office character that everyone says looks like Ted Cruz? You know, like that isn't the oh Kevin Malone. Kevin Malone. Yeah,
1: Brian Brian Burr Bomber, I believe, is the actor. But yeah, Kevin's great. Kevin's an unsung minor character. He's got some great lines. Uh, But yeah, Parks and Rec. So so this is I'll share this with your listener audiences and feel free to cut it in your edits. Um, Parks we and Rec is fundamentally, it's fundamentally different than The Office it's a brighter show like it's it's literally just in the color and the lighting of the show and I sure. think even in the thematic elements of it but I, I find The Office to be more watchable over and over again because there's more episodes so like you can get lost in the universe and by the time you get to the end of season 9 have totally really kind of forgotten what happened in the first couple of seasons and just restart it as background noise all over again so they're different
0: and Love it. I need shows like that. See? Yeah. Th- so that works out with the theme of today because it's out of charity that you're telling Zach to watch The Office. You hope he will watch The Office, and you have faith <laughs> that he will, at some point, watch The Office.
1: I think so. I think the theological virtues tie perfectly into my hopes and dreams for people to watch these great sitcoms. You are correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That's how it works out. Um, so you, you spend a lot of time on the road, and uh you get to you get to meet friends like zach in airports what do (laughs) you this doesn't really have anything to do with the the virtues i was just kind of curious of like how do you how do you get through all those days like what is your do you have like a plan when you go on the road to make sure you don't drive yourself crazy of spending so much time on the road
1: yeah i mean traveling can get super lonely even though Mm -hmm. you're surrounded by people constantly um and so, I mean, I, I flew 150 times, 150 individual flights in 2018, which is a lot of time in metal tubes barreling through the air with sure. complete strangers. Basically um, half the year. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's no different than people driving to work. I just happen to fly to get to work. And so I've kind of developed a method for myself of, um, I always make sure I watch at least one show on any plane that I'm on just to kind of allow my brain to to rest because even Mm -hmm. if you are just like passively sitting in an airport or walking through an airport or waiting for a plane you're still you're still in like active travel mode so you're still ready for some sort of crisis whether it's a delay or a cancellation right I'm usually headed either to a gig so I need to prep for where I'm going and what I'm going to be saying mentally and spiritually and then I'm or, or I'm headed home and no different than when you get home from a, a traditional job eight to five and you walk through the front door and like life hits you full blast it almost i feel like and i'm not i'm not saying that my job is harder but i feel like sometimes it hits me twice as hard than it does my husband who comes home from teaching mm-hmm. because i was i was gone overnight so like i didn't have a reset button i was on the whole time i was gone mm-hmm. and i kind of so so i give myself reset time on planes i watch you know, an episode of my favorite shows or this in the month of December, I was watching cheesy Christmas movies the whole time to try to get myself in the holiday spirit. Um, I always make sure I write a little bit. So I kind of have a a hard fast rule of, I have to write a minimum of 500 words a day and tweets don't count. Um, (laughs) So I have, you know, I have a file folder where I'll just sit down and I'll start writing. And sometimes it's little short stories that I never show the light of day to anybody. Or sometimes it's just like physical observations, like a writing exercise. I'll like literally describe the people that are sitting around me and try to come up with pithy ways to, you know, or little background stories about who they are. Or I'm currently writing another book. So recently it's been writing, um, you know, chapters of of that book and kind of crafting those stories. And that that keeps me sane. And then when I get to these places, you know, I I get to meet people. And, And people are really my job. My job is not speaking. My job is engaging in relationships. Aren't um, people so, so
0: the worst? Oh, sorry. They are.
1: They are. That's uh, that may or may not be the title of my next book. Uh, people are terrible. People oh, are the man. worst. And the only thing worse that other people are more people. And we're all the worst. And that make that's that's what makes us lovable. Um, and so, really, trying to go outside of myself and engage with those people, so that I don't feel super isolated and lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, and prayer. I mean, I can't understate the importance of that. Like I. I pray a rosary every day. It is going to sound weird, but I pray my rosary when I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready in the morning. So like brushing my teeth, combing my hair, you know, getting dressed, like that's when I'm praying the rosary because I feel like it needs to be an active prayer in my life, not just a passive thing. And so I try right. to do it when I'm doing active things. Um, I I try to spend as much time in adoration as possible when I'm on the road. So I know where all the chapels are in DFW um, I don't always get to go into them and they don't always have the blessed sacrament in there, but I try to spend a little bit of time in prayer there if I can, mm-hmm. or at the gigs that I'm at to make it a priority to find the blessed sacrament and, and just put myself in front of him. Sure. Um, and Twitter keeps me sane too. I don't know if anybody's ever noticed, but my uptick in tweets, uh, take, my, my tweets take off when I'm sitting on planes waiting to take off oftentimes.
0: Okay. Yeah, so. no, it makes sense.
2: Yeah, Get that's a, my rambling. Oh, yeah, that's a good time to fire off lots of tweets. Oh,
1: yeah, lots of hot takes.
2: But I'm glad that Twitter makes you sane, because for a lot of people, it's the opposite.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... I'm not going to name just, names, you, but... You block <laughs> the haters, right?
0: I The haters and the losers. Yeah. The haters are my motivators, so...
1: <laughs> you got to drink that haterade.
0: Merry, Merry Christmas even to losers and haters, right? Is that what we say? Yes. I yes. Think, yeah. Any but,
2: holiday... Any? No, I've also realized that Twitter is a totally different thing for for women and girls mm-hmm. as far as mentions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I say ridiculous things on Twitter. Like, that's my brand. And nobody really even comments. I'm like, oh, we should abolish the federal government and replace it with a monarchy. And people, like, favored it or they say LOL. That's Zach being Zach. Right. Liz Bruning will be like, I don't really like this one candidate two years before the election yeah. and her mentions will just explode, explode. with crazies.
1: Yep. And yep.
2: I one time got mixed up in that. And so I experienced when like, you can't even find your friends because weird people are putting, you know, long tweets over and over and over and over again. And that was when I finally, for like the very first time, literally just blocked someone for that. Like I had never understood why people were blocking random people who mentioned them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I-, I can't even find my friends. Yeah. It can be, yeah, it can be
1: super hopeless. Yeah. Um, it, it, I have like two hundred people blocked on my Twitter. I'd have to go like back and oh, look wow. at my settings, and that's partially because of the priest dancing video of twenty seventeen, and I just had to cut some people off from that nonsense. Um, and some of it the is famous just from video, the famous video, um, that every now and then resurfaces, and I I think about deleting it, but I can't. It's my one claim to fame on Twitter, um, which is probably my selfishness and narcissism, um, but I I think that. Women often get, and this is—I say this lovingly to two men who I know would not do this—but we get mansplained a lot. Be um, like, "Oh, darling, like sit down and let let us tell you what we actually think." And any time a guy does that to me, it's just an automatic block. And so, this makes it a more joyful place because I don't have to think about them.
0: No, I—I I well, think what man, you mean is that as K. much as I can, yeah, exactly. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, Har, har, har. That
2: was, like, my favorite is, like, so you, I, you post on Facebook. You're, like, I sometimes, you, like, post yourself signing yes b- your books. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm, like, that's so cool. Like, I'd be so pumped if I opened a book and the author, like, signed it. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I tweeted it. And then all these people are trying to remind you that that might be a vandalism. Yeah. And you might be breaking the law. All, all these
1: people, like, three guys, right? Like, these three guys that just kept piling on about it. And did you notice on Facebook everybody thought it was adorable? But on Twitter, Mm -hmm. everybody was like totally tearing it down, which is why I hadn't posted it on Twitter. Because I was like, I don't want I don't want nutsos to like go insane. For the record, they sold those three copies of the books within the day because I posted it on Facebook and Instagram. So like it was just a see, They're
2: flying off the shelves. People get the books.
1: It was just a snapshot of like everybody wants to be right on Twitter. And on Instagram, everybody wants to be filtered, and I feel like on Facebook, which doesn't really even matter anymore, it's just the place where you share stuff so your grandma sees it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it's just it's it's this weird little it's this weird little uh, ecosystem that is social media. But as a result of it, I'm getting to talk to you guys. I met my husband through Facebook, so I, I can't really knock social media completely and totally. And I get messages on the regular from people thanking me for sharing videos and pictures of Rose and about how it's just a delight to see her on their timeline or on their feed because she's just a happy baby. And it's like, you know what? Like I'm happy to share a little bit of the joy that we get to experience in our house and and I hope that that gives some hope to people about what's going on in the world today, that you know that there is still that measure of um of life out there.
0: So I you know. yeah, I I love seeing all the pictures of the kids. In fact, I was going to call Rose Marigold because I Get them all, conf- all confused. <laughs> they with all each get other. mixed up. Yep. Yeah. But, well, yeah. But I, want, all... I want. A, I
1: want to. I want to party with all of them. Just let's throw the babies in a room and see what happens.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's we're cool.
2: here for it. No, there was just a video you posted. Um, she was dancing to like some song.
1: Yeah. So our most recent like, song is, is so "Come cool. and Get Your Love." That's been our. That's been our most recent. It? Rock out song because of the the French. Have y'all seen that commercial of the dad? like, through the years. It's a French cell phone company commercial, and it's this dad, like, dad dancing, right? Like, this awful dance move, and so the end of the commercial is the son that's grown up FaceTiming his dad on the new phone that he gave him for Christmas with his son dancing to the song. I cry every single time, so I've just been playing that song on repeat because it's so heartwarming, and, like, it's a a cell phone commercial, right? But it's a snapshot of that, that of charity, I think, right, which is loving something that's beautiful, which is God and in, in the instance of charity, but like loving something for its own sake, because it is good and it is true and it is beautiful, and not because it does anything for me externally but but does something very internally, right,
0: yeah, if you well, loving something in for its own sake means you love it for what it was created for, which means you're loving right. it for the sake of God, so that all makes sense, right, if you're loving right, it for right. it for its purpose instead of loving it for your own selfish means or your own like terrible thoughts about it. So yeah. 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 Just,
2: yeah. Just to wrap up the book signing controversy of (laughs) of late 2018, (laughs) my favorite part of the, everybody explaining like what you might be doing and how they can't necessarily return the books to the publisher and all this stuff is I was like, you know, who probably knows how books work behind the scenes A published author. Yeah. Somebody who like maybe you know,
1: is on texting terms with the publisher themselves. Like the the head honcho. (laughs) Like yeah.
2: Right. I was like, I mean, I've only read books or or sometimes I just buy them and put them on the shelf and never touch them. Mm -hmm. So like my knowledge of of how the book gets to me, (laughs) very limited. People who write books, I think they know. I am assuming they know how this stuff works anyway.
1: For the most part. But that's that I think everybody on Twitter, even the most um well-intentioned people on twitter we're all just it seems like sometimes jockeying for the win um right like we're yeah. jockeying to They're be trying to keep you out of jail yeah i appreciate that mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> i was very grateful that they thought i was going to get arrested in my small town catholic bookstore that literally has like three shelves of books and i worked in my entire high school career i was an employee there um but yeah, I. Oh, it's, that's cool. Every, yeah, that was my that was one of my first jobs. I was a janitor at the parish uh, gym because we have a gym at our church, and I worked at the Catholic bookstore. Um, and and working retail and working a cleaning crew job late at night reminded me of why I wanted to one day have a have an education that I could get a job better than that. Not that those are not noble jobs, but that's not what I wanted to do with my whole life.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. you wanted to make books and sign your own books
1: yeah yeah that's what I wanted to do and make people mad on Twitter. That's what I had hoped for in my life
0: yeah that's 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 really that's really only why why we're having you on is because our our Twitter controversy sphere isn't big enough, so we just wanted it's not to, wanted to yeah. expand it and wanted to get the get the haters going on
1: <laughs> drink some more of it
0: yeah so when you're out so sorry Zach, you well,
2: I was going to say so i my understanding is that you do like panel discussions too mm-hmm. right yeah from time to time so it if,
1: depends on the event, yeah
2: okay so if you got a panel discussion like what is the virtue of faith like what what would be your quick little panel answer
1: so i've I've got my catechism in front of me so if i was on a panel i'd have it like written on my hand and like or like hidden in a note card but like faith is is the virtue by which we believe in god right like we believe in god we believe in what he said is true um, even if we can't see it right in front of us and then it's it's this the action right the choice in some sense it's a gift given to us but it's that 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 choosing to freely commit myself to God, mm-hmm. because I believe what He said is true, and I think that's it's a scary thing, right? Like to believe that God is is trustworthy, especially in moments when everything seems to be falling apart, or in moments when the world seems to be drowning, um, or like even in the Christmas season, like Christmas in the secular world it like flashes up december 25th everybody gets super excited and everybody's with their family and yay hallelujah the holiday has arrived here's jesus christ and then all of a sudden december 26th comes and now it's just like okay countdown to new year's and and let's put all the presents away and let's clean up all the food and our family has left um, and we're no longer excited i think by what we still have 11 days left to celebrate and so I think we have to have faith that, like, we need to believe in this in this beautiful gift that is the incarnation and continue to celebrate it long past just the, the one single day, right?
2: I mean, if you think about it, Christmas, like, of course, we're used to it. And it's, you know, one of the, the marquee holidays of, of, you know, not just Catholicism, but Christianity. And even there's, like, the secular spinoff version. But it's a really weird thing. I mean, a baby was born and that baby was God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, sit with that and for a second. Like, right. the infant king. Like, that's huge.
2: Right. So, like, if if you can't, you know, if there's something to be excited about for 12 full days, I think that's it. I mean, yeah. it's because it's, it's wild, right? Like, there was no concept of this prior to it happening. I mean, God mm-hmm. was, you know, I mean, th- there was still obviously the the idea of the personal God, but he was kind of fearful, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't, I mean, you know, God coming as a baby was partially so that none of us could be afraid of him. You know, he's a baby.
1: Right, and and that that he has to be vulnerable and helpless, right? Like, he has to depend upon the efforts of human beings. And yeah, Mary was perfect, but she was still a first-time mom. Like, even the most well-meaning first-time mom is going to make some mistakes and is going to be sleep-deprived and is going to have to figure out how to change a diaper and how to keep that baby quiet. Um, So I think it's important to cling, you know, hold fast to hope. I love that phrase. Because that that gift of faith is so it, – it's given to us, right? It is a gift, but but you have to take care of a gift. Like I bought my husband um, a new smartwatch for Christmas because his, his current Fitbit is just a piece of junk. And like if he were to open up that present on Christmas morning and, you know, put the watch on his wrist and then go like dunk his hand underneath the water in the sink in the kitchen for like five solid minutes, it's going to short the, the new watch that I just spent a hundred and some odd dollars on. And I'm going to be pretty ticked because he's not taking care of something that I gave him generously. And so like that gift of faith has to be something that's fostered within us by mentors in faith and by companions in faith and and by people who who point us in the right direction um, so that we can be be trusting of what God has said is true.
2: Right. Right. And I, I think that, I mean... I mean, that's part of why we're even doing this and why mm-hmm. you're here with us is to, you know, remind people we got to keep, we're not, we don't follow the, uh, the target liturgical calendar where, where Christmas starts the day after Halloween. Right. And then <laughs> Valentine's day starts the afternoon of the 25th. Yeah,
1: like, exactly. Exactly. I guess that is the next one, right? Because nobody really celebrates New Year's anymore. Like you go to a party. I'm a mom. I haven't celebrated New Year's in two years because I go to bed at nine o'clock after the baby does, um, but yeah, like right. I, think I mean, New Year's
2: is like a section of noisemakers and you know confetti. Right. Stuff. right. You but get like a you, you get like a special
1: black hat on the top of your head. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um and then and then you you know you move on. And then it's Valentine's Day, and then it's in the South we celebrate Mardi Gras, so that's really what's coming up as soon as December twenty sixth hits. Everybody starts buying their king cakes. Um But but anyway, um I you know I think it's perfect, like it's a perfect tie in to hope if we hold fast to our faith and we foster that gift of faith and then, then hope which is this this desire for eternal life and for the kingdom of heaven like it's us we've believed in what God has said and now we 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 have this deep trust in his promise and we know that those promises come true not because of something that I do but because of his strength and because of the grace of the spirit and that's that's harder to grasp I think faith is is sometimes more graspable and more tangible we can say it's this gift, we can say it's this believing in what God has said, but then we have to actually follow through on that belief. And so maybe that's what I meant when I said earlier, like, like faith is, is is trusting in what God has said is true. Well, hope is really that trust in the promise is going to come true, if that makes sense. I know that's kind of a wandering, meandering definition of it.
2: Yeah, but it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I hope so. <laughs> um, and, you know, with hope, it's, it's nice because hope strikes a balance, like, you can... Go too far to one side where you despair. You, you don't mm-hmm. think it's possible to, you know, go to heaven. You don't think that God can fix all the problems. I mean, you know, you, you've you just given up. Right. But then the opposite side of, of that would be, um, I just like lost the word. Um, what is the, what's the, the excess of hope? Um, presumption. Presumption, yeah. Sorry. Literally the word escaped my brain. <laughs> um, don't you presume know, with, with you know presu- it. Yeah. I mean, and I guess uh, historically, like before the 60s, there was this idea that Catholics could, you know, do whatever they want because Mm -hmm. they could just go to confession. Yep. Yep. And then it didn't count. And because back then people went more frequently and that was kind of what, you know, Protestants and others would say about Catholics. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in both cases, you're kind of tempted to not, you know, not press on, not put your trust in God, not keep the faith. Cause like you're either, it's impossible. You give up, you know, you're done or you go mm-hmm. into pretension or presumption and you're like, Oh, I don't have to do anything. I'll be fine. You know, mm-hmm. we're good. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. Hope keeps you moving.
1: I think so. I mean, it's, it's a hope of salvation, but faith without works is, is dead. Right. So like, it's a, it's a combo of, I have hope that I can get to heaven but i also have to i have to work like i can't just rest on my laurels i can't just be the kind of catholic that's like oh yeah i'll make a good confession on my on my deathbed and like you know god will understand like we have to be ready at any moment to be judged and I, that i'm not trying to sound despairing when i say that but um my little sister and i often have the conversation about death you know memento mori and the whole con- you know the whole concept of like pondering our existence which also means pondering the end of our earthly existence and i love the line in the catechism where it says that hope is a weapon that protects us in the struggle of salvation because it could be really easy like if you start pondering your death how am i going to die when am i going to die what's it going to be like to die is it going to hurt to die what's that moment of judgment going to be like it can be it can be very easy to very quickly slip into well i'm going to die and my body's going to go into the ground and it's going to be eaten by worms and my bones are going to decay and like over time i'm just going to be dust right we are dust and to dust we shall return and if i contemplate that without the virtue of hope deeply seated in my soul then i'm just going to live in fear um A couple of weeks ago, my husband and I were in Tampa, Florida, and we were crossing the street, and they have, like, these these streetcars that run through Tampa, and my shoe came off as I was walking, and so, like, my foot kind of got caught in the track, and there wasn't a train coming for miles. Like, I was totally fine, but as my foot got caught, I kind of, I went, ah, and I, like, was yanking on my foot to get it, and my husband's standing right next to me, and he's like, what's wrong? I was like, my foot's caught, so he helped me pop my foot out, and we kept on walking, and as we, as we kept on walking to the convention center, my heart was racing and he looked over and was like, babe, are you okay? I, I mean, I was sweating buckets and my face was flushed. I was like, I could have died. And he said, no, you couldn't have. A train was not anywhere around. There were no cars. You were totally fine. And I was just, I was like, no, Tommy, like, like I, I live in constant fear of what could happen. And, and that was kind of like a check for me of, wait a second, Katie, like. That that moment. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, obviously, I don't want to get hit by a train car in Tampa, Florida at the beginning of December and die. But like, if I truly have hope in this in this process of life, which means I have hope in what's coming next, then then that moment, maybe wouldn't have been as terrifying. <laughs> I went to confession later on right. in that day and talked to the priest about it and he kind of calmed me down. <laughs> but but I think oh, it's, yeah, it's important to have that that weapon that protects us in the struggle of salvation.
2: Yeah. When I'm sure like if you've just come out of confession and then you uh, head to the airport and board a plane, you feel so much like, you know, you're good. to You're like, oh, all to- right, whatever happens, turbulence, I can take it. I mean, total planes relief. don't crash, but Not- it, it's a nice <laughs> feeling, you know, well, Not if it does, I'm work. good.
1: Yeah. When any time I see a priest yeah. or a nun get on a plane, I kind of breathe a sigh of relief because it's like, well, you know, I'd have a few minutes to go find that priest on this plane somewhere if I absolutely had to. Um, you know, like we, we we have a reasonable hope. That we all can be saved right like that's an important aspect of our faith, but that means that i have to I also have to have a deep seated faith right like i have to I have to actively be an agent within my journey to seek love of god and and to know him as much as I can and to serve him with my whole life and if I do that, then I have hope that that i'm going to end up in the right place and that i'm going to end up in eternity with the Lord,
2: right.
0: Yeah, that no, was brilliant. That. Hey, I just wanted to jump back in here. There was a there's a lot of noise happening in my apartment, so I kind of went <laughs> silent for about 10 minutes. Not in my apartment, the complex. Um ah. No, that was all great. I didn't there was no place for me to jump in and uh make my thoughts known cuz you two just knocked it out of the park.
1: Well, what do you think, Matt, though? Like what what's your hot take on hope and
0: faith? Uh man, I don't I I wish I had a hot take. I I liked what you just said about we all have hope that we all can be saved, but we also know that not all of us will be, but we need but the hope of being able to be saved is very important, right? Like it's not mm-hmm. it's it's not that some of us in the end won't be because we just won't be. It'll be because of our own choices and it will be because right. of how we lived our life. So we at any moment we we're able to we're able to know that we can turn this whole ship around and get right back on track um yeah and faith is just i mean it's probably it it's one of the hardest things i would say to maintain consistently right we all have our ups and downs and we all get upset and we all don't want to do it or we all maybe even on the opposite side we overanalyze like you were saying that it, it and it's, but it's just the one constant thing that we can always get back to. Like a faith, the the faith in God and the faith in Christ is something that is able to be had by anyone. And we can, we can use it to our advantage. And, yeah. and, you know, I, for all of our, for all of our non-Catholic listeners, I will say that any act of faith is also a work, so it's impossible to just have faith alone. I'll throw that log onto the fire, but... Yeah, Because it, yeah. it is like an act of... In, any thought of faith is an act, is a work of the will, is a work of your mind, right? So it's... Mm-hmm. So faith is not some passive thing that we... it's It's constantly being active, and it's constantly something we have to work on, and it's constantly... Requires our participation, right? So it, 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 but it, the payoff is completely worth it. Like it's, and, and you, you want to get to a point where these things are just second nature to you, right?
1: Right. When I, I think it's, it's really important to, I mean, I, I professionally work in, and this is going to sound weird, but like I'm a professional evangelizer. And, and technically, Mm -hmm. like I get paid to give talks about having faith specifically to young people. And I've learned, pretty quickly that it's not always the pithy, well-written, well-performed speech or or perfectly crafted video or even well-edited podcast that wins a person over to the faith Mm -hmm. or even engenders that first moment of, well, I should maybe pay attention to this whole God thing, right? Like sometimes it's, not sometimes, most of the time it's that authentic witness of another person's faith and seeing them make that conscious effort and choice to believe God To believe in him but to believe what he has said and to have hope in the in the fulfillment of his promises and so i mean i've had multiple people over the years talk to me specifically high schoolers right like talk to me about well where does this come from like why why do you have this faith and why do you have this hope and how can i have it too and i think it it ties perfectly into charity right like i have faith in god and i have hope in god's promises because i know that i'm loved Right. I know that I'm loved by love itself and that I, therefore, get to respond with the same, the same thing. Like, I get to respond in the way that I am created. And that right there should be mind-blowing, that love creates me and I get to give love back to love itself. And that exitus retitus, right? Like, I come from God and I get to return to God. Mm. There's, nothing, there's nothing better. There is no better adventure. There is no better uh, fulfillment in life. Nothing else is as worth that. Um, yeah, there's temporary pleasures and temporary joys, but it's all junk in comparison to eternal relationship with God.
0: I mean, that's—I I think that pretty much sums it up, Zach. I think, <laughs> I, I think I think we found a good note to go out on there. That's hard to top. We right definitely there. did.
2: Though we've got to have you back for a full episode sometime.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be what? fun.
1: Sorry, I rambled, guys. I'm Cajun. No, you no, you got to shut me up.
0: No, that was that was brilliant. That was the the. Yeah. I would be a disservice to stop you right in the middle. It uh No, no, this they is good. Can, they can find you at Katie Prejean, right? Is that where yes, you're Yes, on Twitter on yeah. Twitter
1: and Instagram. Um, and then uh, at the ewaffle pod for our podcast, um, or katieprejean.com. com.
0: Man, so brilliant. All right, gang day three we're just getting this this thing fired up we have what nine more days of this to go it's going to be amazing uh yeah thanks katie for coming on and we will talk to you all tomorrow see ya merry christmas